This is Align by Line, a podcast where we navigate life with the help of poetry. Each episode, we dive into meaningful topics while sharing and dissecting our own original works and experiences. We'll be launching new episodes every other week on Thursdays. Hello, hello, hello. It is the same people again. Joshua, <laughs> Jasmine, as usual. Uh, welcome to episode six, and we're talking about faith this time, growing in faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jasmine, any yeah. any any words before yeah. we get started? Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of the Easter season, kind of when we're when we're recording this, and so I thought it'd be a, a great idea mm-hmm. since we both have different um, interpretations and perspective on faith for us to kind of share how we're growing in a, in a direction that feels meaningful for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We rarely talk about faith and religion in our podcasts. It's so true. But we met at a church, those. so it does feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. foundational. And I know we've gone our our, our different ways in that and that perspective, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. still feel like um, that hope, that faith, has been really core to who we are as, as people. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to share that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, should we dive into your first poem and then we can talk more? Let's do it. it. Let's okay. do it. I'm going to be reading a poem called Number Our Days. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart that's wise, not one that's hard and strays, but one that sees through wolf's disguise. You formed my inward parts. You knit me in my mother's womb, the veil you tore apart from top to bottom, freed from gloom. So let me know the truth. The truth will set me free from need. Your son withholds reproof. I know I will be free indeed. Interesting. I think it's kind of deep. I don't necessarily completely understand what you're trying to convey from the poem, but I feel like there's a lot of like layers in it that we can start to talk about. Oh, for sure. Um, so walk me through first what was going through your mind when you were writing this. Yeah, so I had just read uh, Psalm 90 from the Bible. And okay. uh, verse 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And what what is meant, what my interpretation of what is meant by that is that when we really understand the scarcity of life and we appreciate each and every single individual day, we we, we make different choices it's like when people get Mm. a notice of like oh you have cancer and you have 60 days to live Mm. you know they do all the things that they would never do in their real life and they live a fuller richer deeper life because the context is different and so yeah that really inspired me to to write this poem about essentially as a prayer wishing for that same day i looked on the calendar and the 100th day of 2023 is coming up and I always mm, mark the hundredth mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. of the year to know, hey, if after a hundred days this year isn't going the way that you anticipated or hoped or planned mm, in the future, mm-hmm. here's your check-in moment to change what you've been doing day to day or week over week to kind of course correct in your direction. So that's like another example of what it would mean to to number your days and and be thoughtful about your choices. I agree with you because it makes you value more for what you have and just make you more appreciative, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a little so grim. Like it's it's a little grim if you think about it, but I, I, can, I, I agree, but it's just like, yeah. it's the truth, right? Eventually our lives will come to an end and mm -hmm. it's grim in that sense. Like we have to think about death, but I think the mm -hmm. quality mm -hmm. of living can increase if you are mm -hmm. focused on, hey, you know, I think I know people get really caught up about their 30th birthday, but, you know, mm. instead of just being like, oh, here are all the things I haven't done before I was 30. Yeah. Think about how full your life has been. And you can turn that from something that's sad to like a moment of gratitude to be like, wow, in, in 30 years, you've done all these incredible things. And, you know, hopefully God has been with you and been faithful to you through all of those challenges and joys and struggles. And yeah. you can look forward to, you know, hoping you get another 30 to either keep that momentum or to do things differently. Yeah. How, how have you felt about the first 100 days of 2023? Well, we're not quite there yet. So I, yeah. I honestly, I haven't done the exercise. I haven't done the mm. deep reflection. That's 2023 career-wise mm. and, and relationship-wise. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, things are already going uh, not the way I expected. But one of the things that uh, that is really different that I, I have felt very strongly is that I thought that 2023 was going to be a really aggressive career year, you know, like working oh, really hard, putting in all the time. And instead, mm. what I recognize or what, you know, the universe has really punched me in the face with is I actually need to just stop and enjoy mm -hmm. and relax and just been given mm -hmm. an opportunity to just be on a sabbatical and rest mm. like and that's a hard thing to do for someone mm. who got their first job at 13 yeah so yeah mm -hmm. it's it's going well it's going well yeah have you always had difficulties about staying present usually um not really because i you know i i mentioned before in past episodes like i have a life plan i have some structure to my life but i think there can be sometimes where I set unrealistically high expectations for myself and I don't set mm. like give myself slack or I don't budget as much me time or self-care time as is necessary to achieve something ambitious like that. So I end up mm -hmm. really like draining myself, you know, getting on the verge of, of, of burning out or breaking down. And, yeah. and that's just not that's just not healthy. Yeah. So going back to like talking about faith. Mm -hmm. How has your faith been, you think, the past few months starting the year? Or maybe if you want to start like just the past year, has it grown? Has it been stagnant? Mm. How, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I would say up until a month ago, uh. it was, I, I won't say stagnant, but I'll mm. say that again, once again, I was kind of just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. And it was because nothing nothing new had jumped out to me mm. in in that sense so like how this poem i was reading that psalm and like wow my heart was just like overflowed to the point where i'm like i have to capture this in poetry like the the word was just like not hitting me and like the, the sessions at church i think they were like resonating with me at the moment but then not mm -hmm. like pertaining specifically to my situation or i mm. thought hey actually i'm fine i know what i'm doing so i don't need need help but i recognize like I don't want to be stuck in that kind of lukewarm vanilla kind of yeah. faith. I wanted to be excited and outgoing and for it to be a really uh, motivating aspect of my life. And I guess what made the difference there is, is just like being able to talk with other people instead of joining 
like a regular small group where like mm. um, small group is like where like people who share the same faith will like come together and discuss how do we apply what we believe to our everyday lives. Instead, mm -hmm. I joined a group called Alpha mm. and it's a course, it's like Christianity 101 and mm -hmm. it's literally telling you everything from the beginning. Like mm. what is the Bible? Well, who is God? What is the Holy Spirit? What are we, why are we on the earth? Like answering like a lot of um, questions that someone who is new to faith or like maybe is even atheist or agnostic, uh, like might ask. And it's mm. been so refreshing to just go mm. back to basics and be in a community of people who have quote unquote followed God their whole life. And people who are just like, I don't even know that this is for me, but I'm going to ask questions anyway. Mm. So that has really been just started stirring up in me a curiosity and an excitement for my faith like I haven't had in a little while. Yeah. So I always know that, you know, a lot of people who don't necessarily consider themselves a Christian and and follow Jesus and go to church every single mm -hmm. week, they see Christians as people who are very uh, strict. They're very, um, what do you call that? Just like, you have to follow the Bible every single day. You cannot mm -hmm. go out. You cannot have fun. I mean, I think like religious is the term. Like, yeah, you, they practice these things religiously, like with a fervor, with a discipline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Strict, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to hear from you as someone who you're a little bit more tuned in with church and your faith and, and going to small groups. How has that stereotype, is that a valid perception of people towards people who go to church? I'll say, I'll say yes and no, <laughs> or, uh, or the uh -huh. typical answer when it comes to any kind of profiling of any kind, like it really depends. Uh, I think that there are definitely negative stereotypes of people of faith and, and those are hard that, that make it hard for me to be mm -hmm. open and transparent. Because if I say that I'm a Christian and let's say an LGBTQ community, these people might think that I automatically feel some negative mm. way towards them or that I'm going to um, rain down hellfire on them or whatever mm -hmm. it happens to be. But then when you talk about, you know, we do these things like I, I do read the Bible every day. I do mm. listen to worship music and, and go to church every Sunday and mm -hmm. instead of brunch or whatever, because those are fundamental, important practices of my faith. But mm -hmm. they also are nourishing aspects of my life that I just like couldn't see myself living without. So mm, yeah, mm -hmm. the stereotype is there and there are definitely people who play into or live out that stereotype. Like I see people on the streets yelling what feels like nonsense and, mm. and that hurts my heart because it doesn't, it doesn't reflect the love that I experience when I engage in my faith or the love that everybody deserves regardless of how they behave every single day. Um, so yeah. that, that, that can be difficult. It can be embarrassing. It can be, um, it can be tough, but I try and be like, Hey, if you meet me, that you will notice something different about my life, that you will see Christ through me, a, a warm, welcoming, mm -hmm. positive, loving energy, whether you believe the same things as me or, or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has there been a time in your life when uh, you're not so much religious and you didn't really rely your day-to-day -day on on your faith? If, if the answer is yes, I wonder how was that different compared to your life now? Yeah, amazing question, Josh. I feel like you're really with me on this one right now. <laughs> uh, there was a season, there was a season in college where I would say I, I drift away 
from my faith even where I didn't have a church home. I didn't regularly study the Bible. I mean, I think I would still pray regularly. And if somebody asked me, if anyone asked me, I would have definitely openly said like, yes, I'm a Christian, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't living a lifestyle of seeking God or caring for the poor or being generous with my finances or, or all the like, um, characteristics that I think, you know, bring me closer to God or or Mm -hmm. practices or activities that bring me closer to God. And And the difference was, it was the first time in my life where I had to choose faith for myself. Uh, I grew up with both my parents being Christian and like always going to church regularly through them. And like they, we would read the Bible as a family and like worship music would be playing on the radio when we would drive in the car. And then suddenly like I'm in college and I'm on my own and I decide what, what I do on Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. and I decide what music I want to listen to. And it's such a, Uh, at least my college experience was like such a formative place with people from like 118 different countries were in Mm -hmm. my class. It was just like so much and that structure was missing. Mm. So um, now that I am going back on my own again, when I left college and moved to Seattle to decide, do I want to reestablish the practices that I think have brought me safely uh, to this place in life because I didn't mm-hmm. like a lot of the decisions. I have a f- few regrets from some of the mm. stuff I got into when I was in college. And and those regrets were kind of the nagging feeling of like, mm. Hey, if you really lived what you believed, you wouldn't have made those choices. Yeah. Or you would have done these things differently. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Now I want to yeah. hear your poem too, because yeah. I know that you're a, a person of faith and you like practice differently than I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would love to hear, hear your poem. Yeah. So My poem is called Assurance. Because the birds are always fed and rivers never stop flowing. Because the sun always rises in the east and flowers bloom with spring showers. Because the moon always glows when dark comes and the stars never fail to glimmer. Because a baby is born every second and one crosses Eden once more to balance. Because a singing voice flourishes one's mind and gratitude invigorates our soul. Because a drought is not permanent and a wildfire never keeps spreading. Because fallen leaves are a beauty and snowflakes spark wonder. Because God has everything in his plan and all will be good in his time. Because he never leaves and he keeps his promises. So never will I be afraid so never will I doubt. So he is in me. I really like that. I'll, I'll ask the same opening question yep. of kind of what was going through your head when you when you wrote this. It's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I actually wrote this two years ago. I because I, I, I think you were you were there actually when I read my poem at that church for Pride mm-hmm. Month. Yeah. And then so this poem is sort of one of the prayers I think that I wrote for that. Mm. I think this poem is really simply literally about faith. So mm-hmm. I was trying to draw a bunch of uh, references that you know like oh sun always rises in the east and flowers bloom with spring showers. It's like a definite thing and I think that's what I'm trying to convey with this poem is my faith in God is a definite thing and it it would never change like i don't think it would ever shake for me 
With that being said, though, I feel that's, like that's amazing and a gift in itself because I I know I didn't always feel that way. Yeah. So I love that you have that certainty. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but with that being said, though, I feel like the way you practice your Christianity and me, it's slightly different because I think I, I mean I I don't go to church every Sunday. Like I've mm -hmm. I have been rarely going to church these days, the past few years, I'd say, which I know is not a good thing. <laughs> like I think I should go to church if I want to be a more uh devout Christian. But I, I still have that faith in me. Um Yeah. Yeah. I would say going to church is not what makes you a person of faith. Like it's yeah. It's not. It it can be a help helpful habit and a routine. And it's definitely something that at least in the Bible is called out as something that is nourishing for you, but it is a mm -hmm. difficult process of like choosing one and feeling comfortable there and building community there and then going all the time and yeah, all that stuff. So I, I totally understand things get in the way, but you're not like going to hell because you miss a couple of Sundays. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I have some hardships in life, like I always still pray, like I still mm -hmm. turn to God to, like, please guide me through yeah. these hardships in life or if I stumble upon challenges and things like that. Yeah, um, I, I think that relationship is really at the core of like, what is guiding mm -hmm. your life? What is assisting your life? You, you actually mentioned um, in one of your lines, you said, because God has everything in his plan and all will be good in his time. I'm, I'm really curious, how do you feel about mm -hmm. God's plan for your life and trusting in his timing of things rather than your own? I'd say it's always a push and pull. Like there are times that I'd feel, okay, things are going well. And I think this is what God wanted me to have at this very moment. Mm -hmm. But then other times I was like, can we hurry things up? Or like, <laughs> you know, can we, can we, just I'm not seeing anything, you know, like I'm not seeing mm -hmm. anything and I want to see more. I want to be happier. I want to do this, this, this. I want to have that, that, that. Is um, that what your prayers are full of? Moment. Those types of reactions, that type of dialogue? Mm, not so much. I think a lot of my prayers were, I, 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 I need this, but I always still say something along the line of it's up to you to decide. Mm when should i have this or should or do i actually need this that's still always the perspective i think that i put on my prayers yeah that that's incredible yeah. um that's incredible sometimes i really do find myself just like wishing and hoping and not closing yeah. with that stance of surrender and saying like you know but even if you don't i still trust you even if you don't i know that you mm -hmm. have something better that i that i couldn't have thought to ask for I'm I'm really curious your line. You have a line that says, uh, because a drought is not permanent and a wildfire never keeps spreading. Mm -hmm. Has there been a season in your life that has felt like a drought or a fire and you do feel like God brought you out? Whether or not it was his, in his timing or yours, but like that you pray yeah. out those prayers of like, I want it to be different. And there was a, a outcome that you liked. I think the drought moment for me I remember when I was in college because I was really trying to find my footings in the U.S. and mm -hmm. also finding a career, finding internships, like making sure that I know where I'm going because I wasn't content also with my architecture degree at the at the time. Mm 
Like mm -hmm. I wanted to do something different. So that was really hard for me. I think that moment of trying to figure that all out and everything just feels very pressure, pressurized. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I feel like that's a drought moment. And I think somehow I'm like, God guided me to a way that, you know, like, oh, I ended up at Disney, the, mm -hmm. my like number one dream company that I wanted to work at when I was in college. And then it just kind of like stirred me through a bunch of different companies and stuff and like moving cities and looking back, like it was the perfect timing and yeah. especially with all these layoffs happening too. I'm yeah. like, wow, I managed to dodge all of that layoffs mm -hmm. every single time. So that's yeah. one. I think with the wildfire, um, I would say the past few years have been mm -hmm. a lot of up and down roller coastery wildfires, but I could feel it that like 2023 is starting to be more stable. I feel like that wildfire is not so much burning that big. Yeah. There might be some like fires here and there like a tree or two, but not the whole forest, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And th this is this kind of conversation is my favorite part of small groups because you get to hear how God is moving in people's lives. You get to hear mm. about their struggles and their challenges and their feeling of instability and, and to pray for them on their behalf of like, hey, God, would you move in Joshua's life? Would you give him clarity about his career? Would you calm his anxieties and bring him peace? And mm -hmm. honestly, just like wish well for each other. And to your point, surrender those outcomes to a higher power. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's the experience I got out of it. So I'm, mm. I'm so glad that in your one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, that you can feel that change and, and yeah. share just this testimony on the podcast right now. Yeah. 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 No, I, so, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to be more uh, in tune with myself. And I think the more I'm in tune with myself, the more I can appreciate what has happened to me and where am I going? Yeah. I, I like think that you... faith it becomes stronger and um, yeah, just it becomes stronger, I'd say. Yeah. If you I can think feel you... it more. Yeah, you almost, you probably already answered this, but this is my last uh, question before we, we wrap up. Mm -hmm. um, I've really been enjoying the shorter episodes. What does it mean? Your last line says, so never will I be afraid. So never will I doubt. So he is in me. What does it mean to you for, for God to be in you? If that's what you mean by he is in me. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think it always goes back to that notion of just faith. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you have a faith in something, you don't always see it. You don't always feel it, mm -hmm. but deep down, you know, that it's there. Like you still, uh, it's still like your, um, your string that you hold on to, no matter what life circumstances there yeah. are. There are times when I'm not grabbing onto that strings every single day mm -hmm. and like, I don't go to church every single Sunday. I don't pray every single day. Um, but then it's still there. So yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say here is like, I still feel that he's in me. Like I got second baptized in 2019. Mm. Uh, and there are times that I would still feel afraid or doubting myself, my life, where am I going? All of that kind of stuff. But at yeah. the end of the day, I still believe that he still has a plan for me and like, I still believe in him. 
Thank you. So, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, I'm with you all the way. We'll never leave you or forsake you, regardless of what your habits or, or, or patterns ends up being. Well, as we wrap this episode, yeah. I guess I just want to say thanks everyone for listening and being open-minded for us to share um, these really deep parts of ourselves. And if you mm -hmm. have any questions about faith or want to share your ideas about your faith, feel free to like find us on Twitter, on Instagram and, and share your thoughts and feelings and opinions with us. We'd love to hear kind of what our, um, the backgrounds from our, our listeners on this topic. Yeah, for sure. And we're not, and to be clear too, like we're not trying to convert people to Christianity. We're mm -hmm. just talking about ourselves and our faith. Um, we're not condemning other yeah. religion or if you're if you're not a believer that's totally cool like yeah. we're not judging at all no yeah no judgment so, absolutely yeah so yeah. thanks again and yeah. uh we'll see you in the next episode yeah thanks everyone see ya bye All right, that wraps up our sixth episode of season three of A Line by Line, a podcast where we navigate life with the help of poetry. We hope that this episode was meaningful to you and that it shared some fresh perspective about faith. We record a new episode every two weeks, so be sure to hit that follow button on whichever streaming platform you're listening from and follow our social media channels on Instagram or Twitter at A Line by Line. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, feedback, or suggestions, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would be more than happy to hear from you. But for now, it's Jasmine and Joshua signing off. We'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.